I love it. I love 50% it. righteousness. Yo, Angelo Yee, I love you. 50% righteousness. Tell them ratchets to sit down. This becoming the most prominent form for hip-hop. Wake your ass up. Yeah, it's early in the morning, but they told me it was y'all. I say, oh, hell yeah, I'm getting up. The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Your people's choice. Angela Yee. I'm a sweetheart, but I'll cut you. Charlamagne the God. Prince of Prince of People. Lord. I can't believe you guys are the best, kid. Collectively known as Breakfast Club, bitches. Breakfast This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Big chocolate to Toe Sucker. How are we doing this oh, morning? Oh, Lord. my goodness. What well, are you doing, Toe Sucker? We have somebody here whose toes you can suck. Hey. hey. Now, listen, Ray, well, that's why I'm calling in. I heard his voice. Two quick things, right, Trav? I want to know, did you fix Charlemagne breakfast in bed today, brother? Um, Charlemagne's still asleep when I left the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, so that means last night was a great night. <laughs> did, did, did you give him a kiss goodbye? Mind your business. Oh, we don't <laughs> kiss and tell over here. Yo, the other thing, real quick, I'm blessed. I got an opportunity to meet Snoop Dogg uh, at Foxwoods Casino on June 27th. Get up on stage with him and tell Snoop, stop sucking the gin and juice and start sucking the ladies' toes at his show. He'll be there June 27th. You're oh all invited. God, I'm trying terrible. to get in. Help me out. All right. All right. Uh, bye, big chunk yeah. toe right. sucker. It's not going to happen. <laughs> we'll have a good one. Hello, who's this? This is Desmond. Desmond, get it off your chest, bro. I just called in. I'm on the way to the ER. I just hope my team has a successful day today and everybody has good vibes and enjoys their day. What's wrong? Why are you on your way to the ER? Yeah, what, all that what the What's wrong with you, bro? <laughs> What's up? I'm working at the ER. Oh, you working at the oh, ER? You going to work? Well, you said it like you was going to have surgery. No, he was hurt. <laughs> nah, y'all have a good day. Alright, man, have a good okay. one, bro. Okay, that was alarming. Olivia. Yes. Good morning, Olivia. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. How are you today? Hey, good. Olivia. Get it off your chest. Okay, so first off, I want to say to all the kids graduating this week, congrats. Very proud of all of you. And second of all. So all the parents, the mothers, the fathers that are out there using their kids as pawns against each other, like, y'all need to just stop. The kids are graduating, y'all need to get along and just be there for each other. Be there for the kids and show them that you're proud. That's right. Okay. I agree with you, Mama. And congratulations to all the kids. I got one going into high school, one going into first grade, one going into kindergarten. Yeah, it's always easier said than done. Graduations to go to. And I'm pissed off. Well, I ain't going to say pissed off. but The graduations, I ain't going to lie. They be on some, uh, you know what, let me stop. Yeah, I mean, come on. For no reason. Super long. They're definitely tearjerkers. You remember all the memories of your children and what they mean to you and how proud you are of them. I ain't, gonna, through, you know? I ain't gonna front. I did the first two already, and then it's like I, I did two. Listen, already. don't let them catch you falling asleep. Oh my goodness, my daughter will cry. Oh, of course. What? My daughter will cry <laughs> if I'm not paying attention. If oh my goodness, well thank you for calling, Mama. Of course, thank you guys for the opportunity. You guys have a great day. You too. I'm not gonna mess up your name. What's your name? Kawana. That's not hard. No, but they have like Kawana with a Q. No, with the C. Tawana. Oh, Tawana. They got Kuwana here. That's why I said I want to mess it up. Get it off your chest, Kuwana. I mean, Tawana. <laughs> it's got messed it up well, anyway. <laughs> well, I'm just calling because I'm blessed today. I'm a teacher in Boston Public Schools, and today is our last day of work. Ooh. Wow. What you doing for the summer? Well, I'm going to go on a couple trips. I'm going to Chicago. I'm going on a cruise. I got a couple things planned. Are you going with a man? You going with somebody's son? First, I'm going with my husband. There you, hey, go. there you go. Look at Trav. See where Trav's mind is. <laughs> well, you enjoy and thank you for all the work that you do because being a teacher is difficult. It is. It is. Thank you guys so much. Now, yeah. one question. If you could change anything with the curriculum, what would you change as being a teacher? Oh, 
Uh, I would actually change the fact that we have to follow certain curriculum. If we can kind of make our own, mm-hmm. I think it would be so much better. Because there's certain things that we can't really be teaching because it's not written out. You know, it's not approved by the district. But if we can kind of teach black history, and that yeah. would be amazing. And let me ask you one more question. If Envy was your student, what grade do you think he would have based oh, off of hearing Ooh. him? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I bring my teachers apples every day. No, I didn't ask that. I bring my teachers apples every day. What teachers do you have? Well, I don't like apples. Uh-huh. I don't like apples. So what, like what, what do you think his grade would be? Probably a C. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Tawana. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> That's good. You still passed. Bye, boo. At least you didn't say D. Get it off your chest. That's what you really wanted. I mean, he really wanted the D, Yeah, huh? every one of the D. <laughs> 800, <laughs> you know D. 800-585-1051. <laughs> if you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So, so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Tiffany. Hey, Tiffany, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hey, get it off your chest. Yeah, I'm just pumped this morning. My husband, my kids were blessed. My second child, she got skipped from the fourth grade to the sixth grade. So wow. So falling out of control. <laughs> yes, we are. My husband, we had thunder sex last night. I'm working Woo! on stage five because we got four kids. Woo! Now, what is thunder sex? What is thunder sex now? 13 years. Thunder sex. What is that? When the lightning come out. You know, it was raining real Oh, got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. Yeah, when that's a good feeling. Out, I was working on stage five, but I jumped up too quick. But that's all right. We can still get there. Yes, ma'am. All right, yes. mama. Okay. All right, well, enjoy your day. You seem happy. From the fourth grade to the I sixth am, grade, that's I amazing. Am. All right, mama. Have a good one. Yes. Thank you. God bless. Hello, who's this? This is Joey. Hey, Joey, get it off your chest. Hey, man. I want to tell you. DJ Envy, that y'all really do need to start the show at 6 or 5, like Charlamagne said, man. Look, the show starts at 6. We were just joking. Charlamagne, he says 6 or 5, but it starts at 6. Oh, they think I'm joking? They think I'm joking about my time being different. Okay. You got me on CP time, DJ Envy. You should know you Dominican, man. <laughs> Goodbye, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is Makaya. I'm from 317 Indianapolis. What's up, mama? Get it off your chest. I was calling because I have a question for Angela. So, how do you feel about a guy saying that you can't wear some type of dress? Like, a guy that's your boyfriend saying you can't wear some type of dress or some kind of outfit mm-hmm. because he doesn't like you in it, that he likes pictures of girls on Instagram in the same outfit? Well, first of all, um, he can't tell you what you can and can't wear. That's completely up to you. So let's get that straight first and foremost. And that's a a silly reason. Now, he could not like something that you wear, and he can express himself in that way, but he can't tell you you can't wear it. So now it's up to you how you react to that. Do you say, okay, I'm going to do what I want to do and make this uh, stand that I'm going to take so you don't try this in the future? Or do you say, okay, let me listen to what he's saying and see if there's a valid reason that he feels that way, and then we can discuss discuss it. It's up to you. Okay. Well, what if it's like uh, he doesn't like it because he doesn't want other... Like, what if you wear it while you're with him? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a dress with a slit in it, but he doesn't like the slit. What I mean, you with him going out? It's, there's nothing he could really do about it. It's not really on him. Uh, he should think that you're his girl and you're, you know, uh, you know how to dress. 
and you look cute. I don't think that um, he can tell you what to wear and what not to wear. That's all. What's he going to do? Take you home and say we're not going out anymore? <laughs> do you ever tell him how to dress? Uh, no, not really. It's just like, I don't know. It's really weird to me. And we had this discussion like the other day because I wanted to wear a dress. And he was like, I don't want anybody else to see you in it. But well, tell him to buy you. Well, tell him to buy you some clothes that he likes then. Have a good one, mama. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's DJ MV Angela Gee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we were talking about Diddy and uh, Lori Harvey. Mm-hmm. Now, it seems like they were, what, on vacation with each other? Yeah, they were in Italy, and they were with Steve and Marjorie Harvey as well on that vacation. And it does look like they're feeling each other. All right, so, so what is the question? What, 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 what From are their body thoughts? language. Now, as the woman in the room, I will say, probably the guy, the oldest I dated was 12 years older than me ever. And when I was 22 years old, you couldn't tell me nothing. So if I wanted to date somebody who was 49, I wouldn't have cared. I would have did it anyway because I felt like I was grown at that young age. So I think it's really hard to tell a girl who she can and can't date, especially when she's independent, she's living on her own. The more your parents try to tell you not to date somebody, the more you're going to want to do it. So on her behalf, she can do whatever she wants. Now, the only thing I see as an issue is I don't think Diddy should date somebody who his son dated because we don't know how Justin feels about it. But we don't know. We don't right, we know. don't know. So, allegedly... It could have just been a, a one-date type of thing. Maybe they were just hanging out. Yeah, it might not have been that big of a deal, allegedly. So, Correct. that's the only thing that I would have an issue with if he really did date her. I think Diddy should be like, that's off limits, if that is the case. Now, I don't know what the real situation is, but if I had an issue with anything, it would be that. What if it ain't no fun if daddy can't have none? Shut up. Listen, I wouldn't like it if my daughter was dating someone that old, but it's not like, you know. Can't do he, nothing about it. Yeah, he's not breaking the law. She's of age. She's old enough to drink. Uh, she's old enough to make her own decisions. Diddy and Cassie had a 17-year age difference. Y'all wasn't tripping then. So I just don't have any feelings about this. She's grown, and I wouldn't want my daughter to do it, but I don't think it's wrong, per se. Do you feel like, well, at least it's Diddy? Listen, Would you feel I, like that? <laughs> I asked myself a simple question about 10 minutes ago. Would I rather have my daughter be in Italy with Diddy? Or would I like to have her at Trouble's pool party sexually assaulting cucumbers? You got to really ask yourself these type of things. No, how about neither? How about none? Listen, I'm with you. I, and it's not a, it's not against the law, but that age difference is just crazy. And, and the fact that they're all out, Steve Harvey, you know, Steve, Mar- Marjorie Harvey, Lori Harvey, and Diddy, that... I, I will be. I, I, I will. I'm going to die a married man. I love my wife. I want to ride or die, you know, with my wife forever. But in the case that something happens where we end up getting a divorce at 50, I might want a 22 year old. I don't know. I'm just being honest. Like I don't know. Like so, I'm, I'm not here to judge this situation. I don't think it's. I personally would not want my daughter to do this. But 22 years old is grown. She now, can make her own decisions. As fathers, are you guys saying? Would you guys say? Well, at least it's Diddy. No. no. I don't care. I'm just looking at the no. age. I'm just looking at the age of at a 50 At least she out here living her best old. life on now, a private now, jet. If I had to compare it to... Drinking Ciroc Unlimited. The no. only way I look at it like that All is... All the flavors. The only way I look at it like that is if I'm comparing it to them girls at Trouble's Pool Party. <laughs> I would much rather her be with Diddy than be sucking cucumbers poolside at Trouble's Pool Party. I ain't letting my daughter leave the house now. But let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Natalie. Good morning. Hey, Natalie. We're talking Diddy and uh, Lori Harvey. Allegedly, they're together. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Yes. 
You say yes. We we shouldn't be surprised at this point. I mean, it's Diddy. I mean, he was with Cassie for how many years? Yeah. And it's not like she was 40 years old or 50 years old. Cassie was 20-something when they started dating. 17-year age difference between Cassie and Diddy. Exactly. I'm more disgusted with Steve Harvey and his wife sitting there just chilling on vacation like... That's cool. <laughs> like, no, y'all not doing that around me. It's yeah, but just, that lady, but, going down. but the girl, the young girl is 22 years old. She's grown. That is not grown. When my kids <laughs> are 22 years old, that is not grown. Did you feel grown when you were 22? Grown. I did, but that was me. We're not talking about me. Oh. <laughs> no, that's not, I mean. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Let me push back a little bit because. You know, I, I hate to tie this back into the mass shooters, but the mass shooters this weekend was like, what, 23, 24 years 24. old? Are they grown? I don't think they were grown. No, Jesus Christ. Grown. I don't know what you call grown then. You thought that's you was grown, grown at 22, though. And let's be clear. Could your parents have told you who you could and couldn't date? Yes. At that age, yes. They yes, were telling absolutely. me who I could and could not date. Oh, I had my own apartment. I, I wasn't anyway. thinking about that. I did it anyway, but no. I right. mean, it's Diddy. We shouldn't be surprised. There's, but. there's no way in hell. Thank you, Mama. There's no way in hell my daughter is bringing home a 50-year-old guy. That's not going to happen. But what can you do? What, are you going to disown her? Tell her she can't do it? At 22, I had graduated from college, yes, had my I'm own apartment. That. They didn't even know what I was doing. Yeah, all they that. They didn't know what I was doing when I lived You down. know, my father-in-law <laughs> used to uh, not want his daughter around me. And he was a smart Get man. Get out of here. Yes. He was a <laughs> you, know, you, 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 you know what that makes your daughter do when you tell him that she can't be around a boy? Defy. Throw it back on him harder. All right? <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Okay? So, I don't know what to do in this situation, My bro. goodness. That woman is grown. 585-1051. We're talking Diddy and Lori Harvey. Do you want your daughter to throw it back on him? No, I'm just kidding. What are your thoughts? 800 585 Guys, come on. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Diddy and Lori Harvey. They're allegedly dating. Diddy's 50. She's 22. He had Lori Harvey on his wish list. So let's go to the phone lines. What's up, Mike? What's up, bro? We're talking Diddy. What you think, bro? Oh, man, I don't think nothing wrong with it, man. I mean, he's 49, <laughs> she 22, and plus, we gonna stop acting like he ain't been smashing the young girls and boys. It ain't nothing. Yeah, okay. I don't like, I don't, I don't like how you say that. He's young yet, girls and boys. You had to say boys, Where did bro. that come from? Come on now. I mean, I mean, I mean, okay, but I'm just saying, though. You, Why everybody would you knows say that? Oh, I ain't even caught that he said I boys. You just, just rolled with it. it. <laughs> 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 I, I was just talking about the fact that he said young like that. Like, I, like the difference between smashing, you know, young women and smashing the young women or Kelly was smashing. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Jay. How you doing, Jay? <laughs> hey, Jay, you sound like an older man. <laughs> I am an older man. Okay. Um, and I'm calling you guys from Dayton, so we've been listening to you this morning on 102.9. Real quick, I'm going to say mine and raise up. Um, I'm in my 50s. I've never looked at my children's partners as dating options. That's mm. a line that I don't cross. I don't care whether it's legal or not. Once they've been with one of my children, that's off limit. Right. So I have to question the character. That's the first piece. The second piece is, as far as the age group concerned, in my 50s, I find women in their early 20s uh, even though no matter how intelligent they may be, they don't have the wisdom or the moral depth to hang out with somebody like me or my peers. So I don't understand, aside from physical, what's going on. You're so, not lying. What if she's very I, smart I, and mature? Thank you. They can be smart and immature, but we still are not going to be able to connect 
from a from an experienced perspective on a few things. I'm always going to find myself trying to either backfill them on something because I'm comfortable in the life I've lived and they still have their life to live. What if she knows all the throwback songs? She ain't going to know more. Stop Listen, it. you're not lying because them, them young girls don't understand none of your references. Nope. You know what I'm saying? They can be super smart and you call them Doogie Hauser and they look at you like you're crazy. Uh, we had an intern what up here. What if she's like, I love Doogie Hauser? Well, that'd be dope. We had an intern up here last week. Her name was Jillian. Salute to Jillian. Jillian just went back to school. I gave Jillian a bottle of Hypnotic as a parting gift. Jillian looked at me and said, what is this? What do you do with this? I said, you never heard of Incredible Hulk? She said, yeah, from the Avengers. I said, no, you mix it with Hennessy and it turns green. And she was like, I've never heard of this. But why, are you out, why are you giving out your gift? That was your parting gift? Because I'm a re-gifter. And that's what they sent up here for me. And I didn't want it. You could have so gave it anything else. <laughs> you gave us some damn hypnotic. Heather, she take that back to college and live. Good morning. Hey, Heather. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking Diddy and Lori Harvey. What are your thoughts? I just feel though that P. Diddy is another R. Kelly dating these young. Okay, stop. No, 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 We're going no. too far. <laughs> I don't know See if I can compare that. No, That's not, not, no. He has daughters. He has daughters that are young as well. So when they get of age, how is he going to feel about his daughters dating someone his age? Well, he can't be. A, hope, hopefully, he's not a hypocrite because he can't be a hypocrite if she's if they, if his daughters are twenty two years old and they date somebody forty nine. He just got to roll with it, Alfred. Yeah, how's it going, man? We're talking Diddy, Lori Harvey. What's your thoughts? Me, personally, I mean, there ain't nothing wrong with what he's doing, but to me, it's, it's not right. And his son dated a, or dated a girl, and Steve Harvey's daughter, Steve ain't got nothing to say about it. But me, personally, I think it's nasty. Like, he's 27 years different. Like, you can't find, you got all this money, and you can pick up any gift you want. You want to go for something half your age. It makes no sense. Mm. So, and let me explain this. Thank you, thank you Alfred. I don't think the age in, in like, the 27-year difference is the problem. What's and the, the problem? And the reason I say that is because if she was 32 mm-hmm. and Diddy was 60, I don't think it would be that much of a, of a discrepancy. The fact that she's still young, she's 22 years old, I don't think necessarily they well, can even have the same conversation. They haven't lived the same lives. Like, she's still a child, a 32 in my year old opinion. cannot relate to a 60-year-old. And if we, It's closer, though. Way no, closer no, than a 22 and a, fl- a 50. No, no, it's not. I'm going to tell you why. Why? When I was 30, big grown-ass 30-year-old rusty man, she was in a diaper. If she was even born yet. You understand what I'm saying? So think, I always think about it like this. Imagine a 30-year-old standing over a baby's crib. You'd be like, if you don't get your nasty ass, you kill him right there on the spot. Now, that's why I don't like when people... I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now. I'm sitting there trying to explain something I really don't have an opinion about <laughs> because, what, like I said, if it was my daughter, I wouldn't want her dating somebody that old, but Diddy's not breaking the law. Nope. She's of age. She's old enough to drink. You know, uh, he, it's not a... I don't think it's immoral. But also, I too, just don't have an opinion. It seems like Steve has no problem with it. It seems like Marjorie has no problem with it. it seems like Lori has no problem with it. it seems like the Combs family has no problem with it. So, hey. She's grown. It's and by the way, like when she has her conversations with Steve Harvey. Y'all look at him. <laughs> y- listen, y'all looking at him and y'all saying, damn, what he got in common with her? What about her? Why, why is she looking at him in that way? You know what? She also probably keeps him young. Because, you know, Diddy has a, Lies. a young spirit. She probably right. fills him in on all the hip things that's happening yep. out there. Until he want to go to bed at 10 o'clock. And she like, <laughs> we in Italy. Let's get it popping. And his feet hurt. What's up? Who put you on the Tory Burke and all that stuff? Who the hell Who? is Tory Burke? Oh, maybe not. What's that? Who's Tory? What's, the, what's the stuff that he used to buy? The young Tory Burch? Oh, Tory Burch. Are you talking about what Coach? What are you talking Coach? about? Coach, yeah. Michael Kors? Who, who Co- Michael Kors. Who put you on a Michael Kors back in the day? Bro, what are you talking about? The young about? chick. No. He's like, this isn't about me. She wasn't young. <laughs> oh, she wasn't? No, she was young. She was Dominican. Oh. <laughs> and you know Dominicans love Michael Kors. You never was young. Who said she was young? 
You know what? You I, think said she was, I see you Dominican. She said, no, she wasn't young. She was just a Dominican. Back in, listen, I don't know about now, but back in the day, Dominican women used to love Michael Kors. <laughs> okay? You could change a Dominican woman's life with a Michael Kors bag. All right? Drum, you Spanish in my line? <laughs> now you're thinking of somebody different. All right, this is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Keep the Breakfast Club humble with Slander the Breakfast Club. Hate me if you want to, love me if you want, but just use your common sense. Me, I'm old. Hey, it's time to Slander the Breakfast Club. Who's this? This is Day Day from VA. Good morning, good morning. Day Day from VA. What's up? Slander the Breakfast Club, Day Day. Yes, uh, uh, DJ Envy, I get so tired of hearing you say, who you gonna get that donkey to? Can't you say it another way? How you want me to say it? You can switch it up today. I mean, switch it up. All right, all right, all right. Let me try this. How you say the Spanish? Say it. Say the Spanish. Let me give this dog. She, she wants you to say it less flirty and creepy. Oh, I don't know. I get this. Okay, let me try it. Charlemagne, who you giving that donkey to? How was that one? Little bass, little bass. I like it. I oh. like it a lot. Or maybe you could say something like, Charlemagne, I know you got a nice donkey. Who you want to give it to? Hey, that's a little freaky. I don't know. <laughs> what? Good, Daddy. Try to switch it up. Switch it up. Hey, Angela, we talked a couple of months ago. I told you your name reminds me of a yeast infection. You said you were going to change it to Angela Monastat, Angela D, Angela T. We got to let go of the yeast. So you want me to just disown my family? <laughs> Yes, you want you to turn Muslim. Angela X. Oh, no. I don't want you to turn on your culture. That would be wrong, but it just makes me itch every time I hear it. It makes me itch. Have you ever had a yeast infection? Pregnant, I did, and it was not pleasant. So you're giving me flashbacks. Okay. I like y'all. Goodbye, Day Day. You can't talk goodbye. This is slander. She's itching. Y'all be blessed. Y'all be blessed, Austin. Hey, this is Austin, man, from Houston. What's going on, man? What's up, bro? Slander the Breakfast Club, man. Hey, what's going on? And I want to say, you know, you're a real one, man. You always keep putting everybody on the show. You know, I, I, I really look up to you, man. Angela Yee, man, you're beautiful, you know, but I just think, you know, you ain't about it, about it like, like, like you be talking about in your interviews, you know, with your lip service. I, I think, you know, you're a little bit on the soft side. I'm on a little bit on the, you said soft side? Yeah. I am I, a softie. Okay, yeah, see, like I said, but Charlemagne, Charlemagne, Charlemagne. Mm -hmm. We're going to come out the closet, man. <laughs> Um, probably never. Never? Mm-mm. Man, I just, you know, you be looking cute with that little makeup on, man. You said you be looking Thank cute. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's I nice. needed that this morning. Man. Thank you. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on you, girl. Thank you, baby. <laughs> hey, today is National Hot Fudge Sunday Day. So, wait, you have a crush on Charlamagne? No, I'm, on. I'm sorry. Why'd you hang up on I'll be hanging up on <laughs> when they flirting with me. I'm sorry. You like that? Do I hang up on people when they flirting with you? You like that? I did enjoy it. Okay. A compliment is a compliment. All right. All right. Well, your makeup looks nice today, bae. I don't wear makeup, but thank mm -hmm. you for uh, complimenting Dr. Sandy's work. This flawless skin. My skin is flawless, by the way. Sweet face. Hey. What's up, sweet face? Thank Land you. The Breakfast Club. I wasn't talking about you. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> Charlamagne does have a sweet face. Leave him alone. Woo! Thank you. <laughs> Flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> He's stupid. Yes. Slander the Breakfast Club, sweet face. DJ Envy. Yes, ma'am. Envy, I need you to pick up a thesaurus to find another word to use instead of amazing. I've been practicing. Everything. <laughs> you you want to hear? You double down. You double down on the amazing, and you say amazing, amazing. Amazing, I've been practicing. You want to hear? You know hear? what? I'm not going to lie. Envy's making me say the word amazing. I'm like, when did I start using Listen, this word? Awesome. <laughs> 
breathtaking, fabulous, heart stopping, marvelous, miraculous. say amazing. What is it? Every day say amazing all the time. Wonderful. And then I started amazing. saying extraordinary, phenomenal, sensational, spectacular. Can you sing amazing? Can you sing? Can you sing amazing? Can you sing amazing grace? Uh. Amazing Grace. Oh, no. <laughs> How sweet. I love you, but no. All right, fine. Goodbye. <laughs> you do, because I was like, why am I using this word? Envy's always calling everything why amazing. Why have I never noticed you say amazing <laughs> so much? Because when I call you amazing, you like it. I mean, have you seen my skin? Your what? It is amazing. Envy <laughs> would be like, car show's coming to be amazing. We have some amazing sponsors. I've been practicing. I've been, I had an amazing meeting with Lincoln Tech. My wife told me the same thing. I've been practicing. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Yo, this D. D, what's up, man? You want to slander the Breakfast Club? D. Hell yeah, because I've been slandering y'all for forever. I slandered y'all the last time, and y'all didn't even give me my credit. Last time, we got like, boy, be like 300,000 views, and y'all ain't give me my credit. Man, ain't nobody so, views you. Dirty, light bulb looking ass. Hey, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Straight up. Charlemagne? Yes, ma'am. You listening? Yes, ma'am. I hate your face. Thank you. <laughs> you look like a trash bag. Mm. Damn. And a dirty socket. Okay. That's not nice. That, right. that's I don't even know what a socket is. Kind of true. Like a dirty b socket you talking about, but go ahead. Indeed. Light bulb head DJ Envy. Never playing no real music. That's a fact. Always playing the same whack You're right. Oh, my gosh. You look like a dirty chicken wing. You do kind of look like a dirty chicken wing. Toss. Is it lemon pepper or is it just... You said you want to get a salad toss. <laughs> no. No, sir. What else? Oh, who is that? Yee? No. <laughs> that is you. You looking like a dirty chihuahua. Yeah, you need a new word uh, other than dirty. Other than dirty you know how we keep yeah, using amazing. Like you got like amazing chihuahua. Yeah, you got to stop using dirty amazing so much. FYI, dirty chihuahuas are cute. You need to get you a thesaurus, bro. Have a blessed day, okay? <laughs> hey, please play the right music, man. Real talk. Man. No. What you want to hear? What you want to hear? Something dirty. Hey, today is Something national. Dirty south. Today's national wine and cheese day too, sir. I just thought you might want to know that. Wine and cheese. Yeah, mm -hmm. so you can use some of that schmegma right. and put it on a cracker and, and wine drink up it on with it some and wine. wine up on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Schmegma? Yes, you know sir. Is, sir? Funny as hell. Yeah, Google it and you'll, yeah, you'll, Google and you'll be like, oh, that's what that is that's causing that smell. <laughs> funny as hell. And you're ugly. But thank you. All right, thank you, man. All right, slam to the Breakfast Club. 800-585-1051. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, it's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. One of the flyest just people I know. Yes, indeed. OG <laughs> legend, Dapper Dan. Dapper Dan. Welcome. Let me tell you wow. something, man. Uh, your book is amazing, but it's going to make it an even better movie. Amazing, man. I look around. I came in here and looked around, man. First thing came to my mind was Juicy. Never thought hip-hop would take it this far. Wow. When I started out, Andre Harrell had a little office in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And Puffy was uh, like an intern there. Mm -hmm. To see where this has come today, man, is amazing. Man. Where we and are. people say that about you. With, and without even knowing your whole entire story, and this book really details a lot of things that we didn't know Correct. about the legend of Dapper Dan. Yeah, I can't believe you're alive, my brother. I can't either. <laughs> How did you survive New York in the 70s and 80s? You know, um, I just, like, kept switching lanes, man. A sad thing that happened, like, when what happened with Nipsey, mm -hmm. I learned early on that a lot of young guys don't know. The streets will implode on you mm. if you don't understand them. You cannot be in it and not of it. Yeah. When you walk away from the streets, you got to break clean. 
Or you got to break clean. You just can't have no contact. You got to reflect for a while. Mm-hmm. And so that's what happened to me. They tried to kidnap me, got shot, still got the bullet in the neck, you know? Why don't we start from the beginning? Because a lot of people might not know. They hear the name Dapper Dan, they see the face, but they don't know what you've done. So how did you get started? We was like so poor, you know what I mean? We used to steal food from supermarkets, man. It was just have holes in our shoes. That whole experience, man, set the stage for how we would think. The major difference came when, in 1967, me and all my brothers got busted selling drugs, and on June 19, 1967, I got out September 27, 1967, and one of the brothers in there who was locked up with me is one of the alleged shooters that killed Malcolm. Mm-hmm. And I saw the respect that he had, man. I said, I might go back to jail again, but I'm never going back like this mm-hmm. as a drug dealer. So I walked away from 1967. I went back to high school at 23 years old. Really? And I said, I needed to find out who I was. They let you back in high school at, at 23, 23 years old? 23. Street academies. It was a three-part program. You go there to the street academy. Mm-hmm. Go from street academy, academy in transition. Then you get a scholarship to go to prep school. I went to that. Mm-hmm. And then you get a scholarship to go to college. So it was like a seven-year process of me leaving the street before I came back. But the, the serious thing that changed my mind the most, like, is four day boys, and I'm the youngest, right? And we all got busted, and we in the jail at the same time. They called me out the bullpen, and then they pulled me back in. I'm like 19, 20, right? So when I got back in the cell, I asked my brother, I said, what was that? He said, that's the snitch behind the door that's telling on us. And I come to find out the guy who told on us was the guy who told us how to hustle. And I told my brothers wow. from that moment on, I said, I'm done with that. Hold on, you, you said you said the guy that killed my The guy? Mix. Yeah, that's the, the one who... He maintains who, his innocence, though, that, right? He said he didn't. Alleged, yeah. Right. One, yeah. Alleged, but you said right. he got respect in jail? Crazy respect. For Why? At that time, Nation Islam was really powerful, and with a lot of elements in the street, mm-hmm. Malcolm was considered a traitor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You follow what I'm saying? We're talking 1968. Martin Luther King was considered a coon and an Uncle Tom. Tom, What changed the trajectory of how you got, your generation thinks about them is what they did after that. When they both went global. How did the drug game help and hurt the business of Dapper Dan? Um, The crack epidemic created a cash flow in the street. Middle class blacks would not buy from me. The most revolutionary element that you found in the street that didn't care about what people think was the gangsters. As long as it looked nice, mm-hmm. they would buy it. And you have to remember, I was doing luxury goods. So they was the only one that had the money that could spend on it, what I was doing. When you started doing the clothing and, and it was on all the artists and all the celebrities and, and the drug dealers, and they sent that cease and desist and shut your store down, how did you survive after that? Well, here's what I did. At the height of my business, I had gangsters coming from all over the country. So when they shut me down and I went underground, I would hit, I would make clothes in the underground and hit every black city from New York to Chicago because all the gangsters, I knew all the key key gangsters in them mm-hmm. cities, so it wasn't no problem. And that's how I, I, I sustained myself for 20 years, man. But now when I went to Africa, I saw a lot of different things. At one time, I, I thought I had it. How did that change? You you went in 68, right? How old were you then? 68 was like, or 23. And you went to Ghana? No, I went to Ghana, Tanzania, Ethiopia, Sudan, Egypt, Damn. Liberia, Nigeria. We just did, we just lived with families. It was a living. So that's- what did you learn from that trip? Oh, man. Um, there's certain things I learned from that trip that's instrumental in helping me to do what I'm doing now. And let me talk about that. When I was staying in Kenya, Jomi Kenyatta was the president then. 
But one of the most important things that he did that I learned from that trip is that even today, the economy is controlled by people from outside, basically Indians, right? So what Joe Kenyatta did, he said, every business here has to have an indigenous Kenyan as a partner. And then after five years, he said, okay, y'all cannot be in this sector of the business. Now, in contrast to that, we was in Uganda, and remember, Idi Amin took over in Uganda. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when Idi Amin took over in Uganda, he kicked out all the Indians, and the economy collapsed. So when you look at how we make progress, we make progress through how we learn. But we have to get inside to learn, mm -hmm. which, is, which is important to, you know, my relationship with Gucci, right? When you see my relationship with Gucci, I learned from Jomo Kenyatta that we have to be inside. We have to make sure we learn about the dynamics of these businesses so we can later run these businesses and these businesses will be able to sustain itself. Okay, when they ran me on the ground and all the black brands came about, they all collapsed. Why we don't have no black brands today? I want because know why. we didn't we didn't get inside. We didn't understand <clears throat> what it meant to be inside. So you got to be in these fashion houses to learn how to build. Exactly. Them. All right, we got more with Dapper Dan. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have OG Legend Dapper Dan in the building, Charlemagne. So what are some of the mistakes that the black brands made? The mistake we made is none of the brands was a luxury brand. So you can't. the black brands. Yeah, all the black mm -hmm. brands. None of them was a luxury brand. But how do we create luxury, though? Luxury only becomes comes from the value that we put on it, right? Good, good pleasure. No, no, no. Luxury comes from us having the money to buy luxury. That's the okay. only way we can get luxury, right? Mm -hmm. But we don't we don't generate that kind of money here. Now, with my partnership with Gucci, I'm selling out in Japan, I'm selling out in Asia, I'm selling out in all those places where our culture is very powerful. Mm -hmm. So if we want to if we want a luxury brand, we have to have a distribution that's powerful enough that we can get our brand in those countries. But what about all those drug dealers or rappers or whoever can afford they can afford the fashion, the high fashion stuff, so why can't the black stuff have the same type of value? No, there's not enough of them. <laughs> you know, the, he's trying to be international. He's no, talking, I'm talking about around I'm the talking world international now. and distribution even yeah, to get into those locations yeah, it's the in same. other countries. Exactly. I'm just trying to figure out why we put more value on that stuff than we do our own stuff. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Well, that's an individual choice, but I'm not going after what we buy. I'm going after, this is what, our market, who we are, is our culture. I'm not going to argue with black people in Harlem or in the United States about whether you want to buy luxury or not or put your money in my No. If our culture is so powerful and it's selling around the world and somebody else is selling it, I want to get to where they're selling it at. Do you follow me? These major brands, there's no secret. You, when you look like, who are the influencers? We are the influencers. Our culture. Yes, and we, right? We, we, and we're in our, our ability to influence is going all around the world. I'm not concentrating on just getting this black money here. Why well, I can't get that global money if I got that global culture going on? You're, you're right, but with your voice, right? Don't you think you could have made a Sean John, a Fat Farm, or any black brand just as cool and popping as you did the Gucci's and the Louis? Because that was only cool because dudes in the hood was wearing it. But you don't understand what I'm saying. Malcolm thought global. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Martin thought global. I'm thinking global. I'm not thinking about this here. You know, they catered to right here. I don't want to do that. Right, he's saying this that. is an established brand already. I want to go global. So man. go into the established global brand, learn from that, and then you can establish your own global well, Malcolm brand. Malcolm and Martin weren't global brands. They were they were brands that were started right here 
in America. But they took them once they got their foothold, like I got their foothold, then you go global. You can't go global till you get a foothold. So they had a foothold. Well, did you get your foothold through the streets? Yeah, I got my foothold through the streets. So once you get your foothold through the streets, then you could you had the potential to take no, any of I those brands global. Because you're dapper then. I didn't have yeah, but I didn't have the distribution or the money. If if we had if we had a sustainable economy among people of color, black people, that can support a luxury brand, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have to be here. See, I, th I think the problem is I, I think we make hot and we like what other people can't have, right? So it's like that's why a lot of us buy Gucci, buy Louis Vuitton, buy Chanel, buy those things because it's things that's limited. It's not too much of it. And but we do that with places where a lot of times don't necessarily want to with us. You know, we go into these stores, they still follow us around the stores. But a lot of times we're the ones that's buying it and making it hot. Gucci, Louis, and all that. You are the one that you you are the one that did. made it hot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean, you yeah. and you know what? Garment bag. Yeah, where yeah. the world wanted to wear it. Where they took it and Gucci recreated the outfit that you did years ago. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I get. He's saying like, why don't we create our own brands where we don't have to ask Louis for anything? And I'm saying we anything. could have made any black brand just as powerful and as oh, we no, made no. Gucci. No, See, and Louis. you know what? So if we start out right now. Start from the bottom, like you're telling these young people to start from the bottom and build your brand. By that time, hip hop done morphed into a, another cultural brand. You know, we got we got Asians that do hip hop and do break dances like us. So once our culture, because of cultural inertia, once it circles the planet, we only get a certain amount of time, and it's speeding up at the, you know, social media is speeding it up. So our base is our culture. And if we don't get a chance to take advantage of our culture right away, then we have to wait till the next cultural revolution. You know, you're, you're sitting right up in here. I saw this before it was happening. You, this ain't going to go on forever. You're going to have to transform into the next stage. Correct. And while you That's transform it, and, and, and these other guys are starting from the bottom. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, look. Look at the brands. When the black brands came out, they didn't, they didn't have the knowledge that they needed to to grow. But hip-hop did, so hip-hop kept growing, and they stood still and died. We can't have that happen again. So how do we keep that from happening again? Y'all had to get, everybody in, the, in, in music had to get with a major distributor. What's the difference? What's the difference between a musical major distributor and somebody over here getting a, a, a clothing distributor until we powerful? Right, you're right. They I made think billions I, no, and no. gave us scraps I think until the, we figured it out and then created our own lane. And that's what we're doing again. But I think the difference... And is, that's, that's exactly the point. We got to step in and figure it out. But you got in to figure it out. I, I agree with you, but I think mm -hmm. the one fundamental difference will always be that we'll always look at the Gucci's, the Louis, the Fendi's, as more value than anything that a black designer creates. Because we give it that. We think white ice is cold. We give it that. That's people not, love, that's people not... love Off-White now, and that's doing really well at a Pierre Moss. And I think there's brands by black designers that are on the rise. Yeah, exactly. but we still, we still applauded Virgil Moore when he got with whatever Louis company Vuitton. he worked with, Louis, Louis. Vuitton. But more he got we... that because of Off-White. Yeah, but because we still applaud well that, that move doing. more than we applaud a black guy owning this brand Off-White. What black guy owns a big brand? He's the only one I know. Do he own that? Oh, I don't know. We need to do our homework. We did. This is the kind of questions we need to ask. We need to ask, do we own this? Mm -hmm. Don't let me go into Forrest Bias. We need to ask, Just talk do about we own this? My brother, let's no, talk about I it. Gonna <laughs> I'm going to let y'all do your homework. You know, we need, to, so we need to know who owns what. First of all, once we do our homework, then we can have intelligent conversation. Yeah, I don't, don't want to call people out. I want to switch gears a little bit. You, you did get sued by several major designers, and this is way before the social media era. How did they know you were doing what you were doing.
because of the hip hop artists, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. First the gangsters, then the hip hop artists, you know? Gangsters go to every major event. People see them popping up. <laughs> Let me tell you a funny thing, right? Monica, uh, LL's cool, LL Cool J's uh, stylist, mm-hmm. you know, and she used to go get um, loans from clothes from Dal Gucci, right? And Monica went down to Gucci to get a loan from her, and everybody down in the Gucci store at this time, way back in, you know, early 90s, and they're asking, they say, people just keep coming in here asking for outfits that they see rappers with mm-hmm. that Dabadam made thinking that we got them. So that's how it spread through, it spreads through that way, you know? And so, that was considered counterfeiting. That's how the shop got shut down? Oh, uh, I don't like the word counterfeiting. I get that, but I'm saying using their logo. Trademark infringement. It's trademark infringement. I don't consider that's what I do. I didn't do knockoffs like I told you. I do knockoffs. All right, we got more with Dapper Dan when we come back. You know, he's a Harlem legend. So let's get into a Harlem mini mix. Dapper Dan is here. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was a Harlem mini mix. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have OG Dapper Dan in the building. How did Gucci reach out to you? How, how did they finally reach out to you? Because, I mean, you know, social media went crazy when they seen your design that they put out. How did they reach out to you and say, hey, we Good question. Let me tell you what I did, right? Because you know I'm skeptical. I grew up in the, in the generation that we don't trust nobody. Mm-hmm. When they first reached out to me, you know, uh, as a result of the, the coat, you know mm-hmm. the coat, the famous coat, right? Uh, a number of influential influences was calling and stuff like that, right? And my son, Jelani, said, Dad, you really need to talk to them. I said, talk to them. I said, they serious, right? I said, okay, if they serious, tell them to come to our brownstone in the hallway. And they came. And so now, what do I have to do now? Now that I have to find out what is their mindset. They were focused on cultural inclusivity even before this happened. Mm-hmm. When people appropriate our culture, they make mistakes. So my approach to them was like, you got to have us in the room. We got to be a part of this so things like this, they don't happen. So when they reached out to me, let me tell you what was the convincing thing. It's two stories. The first story is like Alexandro. The lead designer, the head designer for Gucci, he said, listen, I didn't mean to copy you. I was paying homage to you. I just didn't say it in the beginning, but I thought everybody knew that if I did this here, they would know it was yours. He said, I didn't pay homage to you. But this is an interesting thing, and nobody's talking about it. The same time, now, you got to look at how this is developing. When Supreme did the relationship with Louis Vuitton, and they had the runway show, they issued a letter for everybody who was at that show on the chair that they would have to sit in so they have to pick that letter up and sit and say this whole collection is inspired by Dapper Dan and nobody said nothing. Really? So Supreme came into existence to recreate what I was doing but just giving, just letting everybody know so they don't get in trouble. Is that that still make it legal? Huh? Just because they let everybody know that that makes it okay? No, that don't make it okay. Okay, okay. You know, just, just make it so the publications that deal with that kind of information it doesn't make news, okay. Everybody got you, got knows. You, got you understand? So it don't make news. Fi- but when you do it and you don't say something, it becomes a big that deal. makes news. Y'all so there's nothing financial. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you understand what I'm saying? There's nothing but financial to me, that comes with that. It's both the same. Right. You follow what I'm saying? Because it's appropriation. But now, here. Mm. So Gucci comes and they says, oh, everybody's paying homage to Dapper Dan, but nobody's paying him. Right. Mm, true. We're going to change that. We're going to allow you to do what you've always done in Harlem, and we're going to do a partnership on a line, on a Dapper Dan line, like the stuff he did in the 80s, and you get a percentage of that globally. I could never get that. Where could I get that at? Mm. That's my foothold. 
Now, if I don't, if you don't see me doing something in the years ahead with my grandson and my sons and building, you can say that, but then was a deadbeat. Mm. But this is it. I, I don't look to get no credit for what's going on now. But how do you feel now that you're in the door, you're in the meeting with the big wigs and making a difference and bringing us in, and now... A lot of people, rappers, and a lot of communities saying, no, we can't wear Gucci anymore. We yeah, have- thank you. I'm glad you bring that up. That's- well, oh, wait a minute. They're not saying that for no reason. They're no, saying no, that because they feel like they're Gucci... They're saying that because they don't understand. Well, no, they're saying that because they think Gucci created a product that is blackface. Yeah, that's, that's exactly black, right. Black, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Don't tell me there's any organization in the world that don't have a number of people who are not racist. Mm-hmm. Right? So forget that part. Let's look at the part where what can we get out of this? This would be the first boycott people of color, black people have ever had in America that we get zero results. Well, what did, what did Gucci do to fix it? Because, you know, we said we... we it heard, implemented a whole plan. Thank you. They have a, thank you. Yeah. We have a change makers program. I wish everybody go online and just see what they implement. Mm-hmm. But this is what we should be doing, right? Mm-hmm. Look at the change maker program. See if it's something you agree with. And if you agree with it, we're going to run with this and keep running with it. And then you know what we're going to do next? We're taking it to the rest of the brands. Now, not 50 years from now. We take them to the rest of the brands now. I want to ask you a, a direct question about that. We talk, you, You've been talking about it a little bit more, but why do you think we value these high-end fashion designers like the Gucci's and whoever else more than we do black browns, and what can we do to change that? We got a bigger problem than that, man. But I'll, I'll address that, too. What you say, what should we do to change that, presupposes that it needs to be changed. Do you, when you say change, you mean... The element of aspiration that makes us want to get expensive things. Is that what you're talking about? Or are you just saying walk away from these expensive brands? Which is, which, which would, what do you I'm mean? I'm not by saying that? walk away. I'm saying that it can be some Gucci shades that you're wearing right now yes. on a table. And it could be some shades by a black designer that look the same, same quality, same material, same everything. And the person will pick the Gucci, a black person. Why is that? Because How you do know, we put the value on our stuff? It's, it's, a, it's what I call the pimp program. You know what I'm saying? When you see a pimp, he all dressed up, he's more attractive. You know, people want what they can't get. So you're saying black people are hoes? No, I ain't saying black. I'm saying the mentality associated with luxury, with aspiration, has to do with things that people can't afford. So how That's do what we, I'm talking so, about. So how, my question is, how do we get that kind of value for the thing? You, you got to make something compatible to that, that gets the respect of that. It takes time to uh, get the integrity and the respect for a brand. Do you think people would wear Dapper Dan stuff if it wasn't attached to any designer label? Like, if you just had the material? Absolutely. I think I so, agree. too. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Absolutely. And I wish, I wish that I could go global because I, it's not sustainable for here. Now, let me ask you, with, with, with a lot of the stuff that you designed for Gucci and that you put out for Gucci, a lot of that stuff was more expensive than regular Gucci. When I seen a lot of that stuff, I almost felt like it was... Outpriced for our people. You go into a store and let's say a regular Gucci jacket is $2,500. Yours was $6,000. And you did see a lot of Asians wearing it. And you did see a lot of people that wasn't us buying more of it, even though we loved it and we wanted to support. It was almost outpriced. You don't need... Let me... I don't want to knock my own self, but listen to this, man. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I want to sell to them people with all that money, man. You can have me. I take the train every day, the bus every day, stand on the corner every day. You got full access to me, man. Let's get this money. If I can bring all that money back, all mine going in Harlem. You want me to bring the price down so we can afford it and we don't get that money? What's the logical thing? I just want us to put value on our own. That's all. 
it's bigger than what we see, man. And if we, we got to encourage people of color to study our culture, study the trajectory, you know, because now this hip hop thing, man, I just saw all jazz, Afro-Cuban music, reggae music, I just saw all these platforms. Each platform we get an opportunity. If you don't get money off that platform, then cultural inertia takes place. Other people start dancing like us, start acting like us, and then that's it. We don't, we don't become influencers once they start doing what we're doing in their environment. You understand what I'm saying? No, we'll always be the influencers. They'll always copy us. You don't, you don't, you don't They're always going to copy us. We're, you, all, we're always going to be the originators. Did you, you bet, go back, I want you to go online and, and look at the, the Beatles documentary. At least I, I, I like, and all the Beatles did was steal from black artists. That's what I'm talking about. And they was more successful with it. We ain't well, that's a different conversation. You said no, that you no. said that they're going to end up being the influencers. That's impossible. We're always going to be the influencers. Okay. They might make more money than us. That's what I'm talking. Okay, about. that's right. what I'm talking. Yeah. So, so, so what, what good is it being an influencer if you ain't, gonna, if you ain't getting nothing? If you ain't getting no money, you can't, I, can't, I, can't I agree with that. Community. Yeah. So Gucci has done what it's supposed to do, and they have done some changes in their company to make sure we should never have a problem like the the turtleneck thing that they done before. No, no. Let me tell you something. Don't take Dapper Dan's word for it. Don't take nobody's word for it. Please. Go online, look at the changes they're making, and then if you're happy with the changes, let the world know you're happy. Do your own investigation. That's what I did. My, my reputation is on the line here. And I said they did hi they're hiring like a, a diversity and inclusion person too? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, make sure you pick up this book. It's, it's a great, great read, read, man. And Amazing I just wanted read. to know, is the end goal to have Dapper Dan be a brand on its own? That's yes, the end goal? Yes, that's coming. That's on the way. Well, we'll keep supporting you, brother. And thank you for coming. Hey, drink up some here. water, man. You're breathing hard as hell. <laughs> Y'all got me all f***ed up. They say, man, when you can look at the breakfast club, man, they serve you more than breakfast up in there, man. <laughs> Make sure your game is right, boy. You up, boy. That breakfast, you might be regretting. They might put you on the plate. It's that you might end up on the plate, boy. It's the breakfast club in the morning. Good, good. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. <laughs> Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. At the breakfast club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yes, donkey of the day. It goes to a group of middle school students in Ohio, okay? The school is called Hyatt's Middle School. It's located in Powell. I think I pronounced that right, Powell. Uh, of course, no names have been released in regards to this situation because these middle school kids are just that kids, all right? And let the record show, I was a badass little kid around 7th or 8th grade is when I really started being disruptive. Most of my disruptions came in the form of pranks. I was all about the joke. I wanted to laugh, okay? And I wanted, you know, I would get that laugh regardless of who I had to embarrass to get it. Now, my teachers used to be on the receiving end of a lot of this disruptive energy uh, I was giving out. Oh, we used to terrorize teachers. I want to tell you some stories, but y'all so sensitive nowadays. Y'all might try to get me punished for things... I did in 7th and 8th grade, okay? That's why I write books, though. And you can go get my New York Times bestseller, Black Privilege, read all about my old while out days. Now, I will say, I'll tell you one. Uh, and, you know, I, I have seen bodily secretions used as props in a prank, okay? I have a cousin who once told a teacher, mm -mm -mm. you have something on your nose. The teacher said, what? And he said, it's right there. And she said, where? And he, with 
suffocation on his finger, proceeded to say right there and smear, smear a little poop pate under her nose where her mustache would be. Hella all disgusting, right? bro. Listen, in seventh grade, I thought that was hilarious. At 40, no, I do not. think it's disgusting. All right? And I often ask myself, what the hell was wrong with us? And I'm bringing that up because when I saw this story this morning in the New York Post, I had to think in seventh or eighth grade, would I have done something like this? The answer for me would be no. Would my friends or family have done something like this? Well, I just told you what he did with a little diaper gravy to a teacher. So it's possible. But I want you all to think back to 7th or 8th grade. Put yourself in this mindset and ask yourself, would you have done what these kids at Hyatt Middle School in Ohio allegedly did? Let's go to WBNSCBS 10 for the report, please. A disturbing allegation against middle school students. Tonight, an investigation is underway into whether they put bodily fluids on food fed to their teachers. The alleged assaults happened Thursday in a global gourmet class at Hyatt's Middle School. Olentangy School says it was during a student cooking competition that students allegedly contaminated food they were serving to teachers who were judging the contest. More specifically, students are alleged to have put urine and or semen onto crepes fed to teachers. According to information received by the Delaware County Sheriff's Office, a video of some portion of the acts was circulated Thursday. School administrators learned of the alleged act and contacted police. Tonight, the sheriff's office is actively investigating but has not yet filed charges. The charge that could apply is felony assault because it was committed at school and against a teacher. That's right. Uh, you heard correctly. These kids put a little two ball throat cream into some crepes. All right. First of all, I wouldn't have done this in middle school because I didn't ejaculate until at least 10th grade. All right, I didn't have sex and masturbate until high school, so I wouldn't have known how to produce that man child on command if I tried. All right, number one, kids, if you did this, why would you record it? All right, nobody, nobody would have known it was any nut butter in the crepes if you didn't record it. Now, the authorities are working with school officials and conducting lab tests to see if it was indeed the cream of some young guy in the crepes. All right, okay? Mm -mm -mm. I have nothing else to say about this donkey of the day, okay? Because donkey of the day is all about giving people the credit they deserve for being stupid. And I think we can all agree putting a little penis pudding in the teacher's crepes mm -mm. is indeed stupid. All right? Please give these kids at Hyatt's Middle School the biggest hee-haw. Also, keep in mind the lawyer from one of the students said to use caution before reaching any conclusions. That's and I, disgusting. And, and I agree with that. All right. Yeah. This could be a misunderstanding or there might be a lotion called caution. And okay, reaching a I'm conclusion trying. is slang for letting off that pecker snot. All right. <laughs> you, kids, you kids. I'm saying, You guys are disgusting, bro. Listen, them kids in Ohio better be lucky they're not in Alabama. All right. Fool around and go to jail for dumping all those babies down the drain. All right? Okay. So you would put your finger in your poop to put it on your teacher? You know, mom. All right. Well, well you should spit on a to toilet paper and wipe your butt. Yes, yeah, yeah. so you should do it. And according to Dr. Oz, those crepes are perfectly fine because the bacteria, <laughs> the bacteria from cooking the crepes, the heat kills all the semen, the bacteria in the semen. Oh, my God. All right? All That's right. According to Dr. Oz. Let's keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Jay-Z. He partnered up with the NFL, and some people are upset about that. Now, let's talk about it. Now, we have some audio, Yee? Uh, yes, here is Jay-Z speaking at the press conference about why he did the deal and how it's not enough just to kneel. Let's move past that. I think we've passed kneeling. Yeah, I think it's time to go into uh, actionable items. I think everyone knows what the issue is. And I'm not, again, so to be clear, 
I'm not minimizing that part of it because that has to happen. That's a necessary part of the process. But now we all know what's going on. What are we going to do? How are we going to stop? Because the kneeling was not about a job. It was about injustice. Let me bring attention to injustice. Everyone's saying, well, how are you going forward? And Cap doesn't have a job. This wasn't about him having a job. You know, I, I, I just want to say, let's be clear. You know, as Jay-Z said, Colin Kaepernick's protests absolutely worked. They raised awareness to an issue. And because of that awareness, millions of private citizens across America, as well as corporations, they've taken action. And in order to be successful and sustain any process of meaningful change, both awareness and action are necessary. So with that said, I don't understand why anyone is upset with the action Jay-Z is taking. If you're a black man that plays in the NFL, wants to play in the NFL, you make a living off the NFL, you should be happy you have someone in the NFL that is from your culture and understands your interest in that league, making sure that NFL teams in the league continue to support the programs that are helping our community, period. And and that's the sentiment I got from so many people that are actually playing in the league now. Right, right and but- I can't ju- I can't judge anybody, nor can I say what they're doing. But if if people hate the league so much, why why play for that league? You know what I mean? If 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 I didn't like this job, I just wouldn't work for this job. That's how I feel. And you know, people say, well, you know, look at Kaepernick. Kaepernick still hasn't said anything that I, I'm knowledgeable of. And then Kaepernick did a deal with Nike, and I'm happy for his deal with Nike. But Nike still has relationships with league. Nike sponsors the NFL. Nike still sponsors the NFL. So what's the difference? What like you know what's the difference? I just know what Jay-Z has done for our community, whether it's, it's been giving back, it's been bailing people out, it's been really pushing the culture forward. So for him to do a partnership, I can't say, you know what, he's doing it for the wrong reasons. The man is filthy rich, so he's not doing it for the money. He's not doing it because he wants to perform yeah. the Super Bowl. He's not doing it for those things. So what is he doing it? From my opinion, it's because he wants to be in those meetings. He wants to be at the table. He has a seat at the table. That's what I think. Well, uh, Jamel Hill wrote this article, Jay-Z helped the NFL banish Colin Kaepernick for the Atlantic. And she also says in this article, I don't question Jay-Z's commitment to social justice or his or his desire to empower African Americans. She talks about him using his platform to have those conversations and producing that Trayvon Martin series and also the miniseries on Khalif Browder and all of that. She said, I don't believe Jay-Z is a sellout because his track record proves otherwise, but it does seem like he's being used as a cover or at best a buffer. I don't understand how we can run down Ho's resume of his activism and him helping people. How could we do all that but then think he would allow himself to be used? Like, if you think Ho is a token, then you simply think White Ice is colder because... I was at that press conference. What I saw was the NFL partnering with a powerful black man. Like, we talk about a seat at the table. They had that meeting in Rock Nation. Hove's house. You know what I'm saying? Sitting at one of his tables in his boardroom. That's where that white man Roger Goodell was at. So we got to start recognizing our own power to create change, man. All all those hashtags and stuff is great. It raises awareness. But you got to be about that action. And I want to say I love Colin Kaepernick. Right? And I would love to see Colin back in the league, but I also like real change and not just symbols of change. And I don't understand why anyone would think Jay is doing this for any other reason other than he thinks he can make a real change. Well, Colin Kaepernick's longtime girlfriend, Nessa, said, I don't mind you doing a business deal, but I do mind you wrapping it in social justice when you're working with an organization that denies someone an opportunity. I'm going to start calling Ness, uh, Nas Nitty because Ness is coming like Nas in 2002 with the eat the she putting on hold. But listen... The deal may work, it may not work, but either way, he tried. And I don't understand why black people would root against that, because if if it's not this, what's the plan? Like, we all don't have to have the same course of action. We just need to have the same goal. So once again, if not this, what's the plan? The only only course that I had was, I'm not even sure because I I wasn't at the press conference. Did Jay say he spoke to Colin Kaepernick and then Nessa said that wasn't true, that he did not speak, that they didn't have a conversation? He spoke to Colin earlier this week before, before the press release came out. Okay. So they had a conversation about what he was about but to it was, do. I don't he, think he, 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 he did. Did he tell No, him? he didn't have, a con- he didn't yeah. have conversations with him about 
the deal that he structured prior, but he called him this week to let him know, like, hey, this is the announcement that's about to be made. This is what I'm doing. Okay. And I don't see the problem. Like, Rock Nation and Impact Change are focusing on education and economic advancement, police and community relations, criminal justice reform. They making sure organizations that support those causes get that money. What is the problem, people? All right. Well, like, let's, I don't understand. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hi, sorry I had to take y'all off mute. My name's Jesse. Hey, Jesse, what, um, what did you think about Jay Z partnering up with the NFL? I think that it's positive change. I um, the only negative um, feedback I've seen from um, white people was from Tommy Lauren, and I feel like um, for all the black people who feel like this is a negative thing, it really doesn't take much to divide us. And real change comes from within. And if you want to see um, a more more diverse faces and more black people in these positions of power, then you have to allow them to do it the way that they can do it so they can make real change. You're okay, absolutely you, right. Yo, she just brought up a good point. We're not looking at the other side. Uh, all those conservatives that watch the NFL, they so mad about this deal. Tommy Lauren was like, oh, NFL doing a deal with a drug dealer. Right. Like, that, that, you ain't looking at the other side of the game. The other right. side of the game isn't upset. Is it happy about this? Well, 800-585-1051. We're asking, what are your thoughts with Jay-Z partnering up with the NFL? And it's just funny to me. People are so upset. And, and But you watch, the, you watch NFL every weekend. You I don't think that people team. are questioning Jay-Z's commitment to the community. What people are questioning is what the motives of the NFL were in doing this partnership. And, 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 and that's why we all have to collectively, if we, if we, if we, if we want to have a real protest, accountable. the protest should be, hey, let's not watch the NFL until they give Colin Kaepernick a job. Like, let's have the protest specifically about that. They blackballed Colin Kaepernick. So if you want to do something, how about boycott the NFL, protest the NFL because they didn't give that man a job? But then let me ask you a question. What, what part of it do you boycott? Because... It's not the NFL that's saying that's not giving him a job. It's each particular it's the team. Owners. The owners of each particular team that are not hiring him. So who who do you who do you boycott against? Because you know Roger Goodell said he could sign whoever team he wants to. Roger Goodell did say that in the press conference. But the NFL, y'all not slick. Y'all put out that video at the press conference and cut out all my questions to Roger Goodell and his answers. Okay, but we got the audio. That's because your tail be wagging, your my pee be popping, and I be giggling. That's why. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Jay-Z's partnership with the NFL. People are upset about this. People are mad. Mm -hmm. They don't understand what's going on. So we're just taking your phone calls and just asking your thoughts. Uh, we have Marcus on line three. Marcus, good morning. Yo, what's up, Envy, Charlamagne? Peace, and, King. Uh, Lisa, you got... What's up, bro? So, I think um... I don't, I don't like the, the Jay-Z move just because the picture that was painted. I don't want to see him sitting there with Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell is just high as hell. I want to see him sitting with the owners that said, if you kneel, you won't play for my team ever again. The owners that said, we can't have the inmates running the asylum. So well, he died. Him, that, the owner that said that died. That was the owner of the Houston Texans. He's dead. Yeah, he, he died. But you know that thought. Most of those owners have that same thought. Well, Hope sits with Robert Kraft all the time. You know, Robert Kraft is on Hove's board for the reform uh, initiative. Robert Kraft is the clout chaser. You, you, you know that. You see that. <laughs> I don't, I, you saw him dancing with Cardi on stage? <laughs> I was there, actually. If the, real, if the real issue was the owners could sit there and say, you know what, now we'll listen, we'll do something great. But him sitting with Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell just hired help. All right. Thank you, brother. Olivia, good morning, Olivia. Good morning. How you doing this morning? I'm good. How are y'all? 
I'm good, Olivia. Hey. Hey. Now, we're talking about Jay-Z partnering up with the NFL. What do you think? Okay. I think that regardless of if he's right or wrong, which in my first gut reaction, I thought he was wrong, but the optics are just bad. Like, you can't go sit up in a room full of white people and be like, we're past kneeling, because there's nothing that the NFL can do besides spread awareness as well. So, like, Hold on, we got to talk optics for a second. Uh, that room was at Rock Nation. It wasn't a bunch of white it people. Was in, it was in Rock Nation's boardroom. And really, the only white person in there was like Roger Goodell. And like three or four of the reporters was white. So what are we talking it about? Looked, it looked like it was a bunch of white people. Perception is reality. And How? then he's laughing with them. And he's laughing with them talking about... Uh, do you know what? Why we kneel? Do you know why we kneel? Do you know why we kneel? The problem wasn't knowing. The problem was doing something about it. That's what the whole time I, 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 got, like, I. I'm just I saying. I feel like the NFL can do anything about it either. I will say this. Besides spread awareness. I but, think, that, but, but that's the point. Colin Kaepernick raised awareness. And what Jay-Z said was the kneeling worked. The protest worked. He raised awareness. Now it's time for action. And you have to have action. You have to have awareness and action in order to sustain any meaningful change. Did he talk about any specific actions that they're going to do? Like, this is what we're doing now. We're implementing yes. this. Rock Nation. We have this happening. Yes, they're focusing on education and economic advancement, police and community relations, criminal justice reform. And they're making sure those organizations that support those type of causes get that money. So they said with organizations and everything, and they talked specifically, or just this is in it can general. Be any what organization, we're doing. The, the players get the the players get to pick okay. what organizations the money goes to. Somebody in the room asked him, "Would Colin Kaepernick's Know Your Rights Camp get some of this money?" And he was like, "Of course, Tyler." Hey, good morning, Breakfast Club. Good morning. What are your thoughts, bro? Uh, long time listener, first time caller. Thank you. My thoughts. <laughs> no problem. My thoughts is basically everything Jay-Z does is a chess move, so I don't understand why people feel like he would go against the culture. I don't understand that either. That's mind-boggling yeah. to me. Like, I want to know who has cachet in the culture. <laughs> like, who? Because it seems like nobody has any type of cachet. But, you know, it's a bold Thank move, you, and I think you had to anticipate that some people were going to have an issue with it, as I'm sure he anticipated. So now it's time to show and prove. So I'm sure you make an announcement like that. No one sees any actions yet. And I don't think people question the fact that Jay-Z's done great things. But now everybody's watching to see what's going to happen next. And I think making this uh, press conference and making this announcement was definitely going to get you some backlash. And I feel like I'm sure he anticipated that. Yeah, and I, but listen, I have no problem with people trying to change things from within. I have no problem with engages our resistance. I just think everybody needs to breathe and give things a second and, and let's see what happens. And once again, I love Colin Kaepernick and I would love to see Colin back in the league, but I also like real change and not just symbols of change. And I don't understand why anyone would think Jay is doing this for any reason other than he thinks he can make a real change. It may work, it may not work, but either way he tried and I don't understand why black people would root against this because if it's not this, what's the plan? Well, let's let's take some more phone calls. Phone lines are lit up. 800-585-1051. We'll take some more calls. When we come back, we're talking about Jay-Z, his partnership with the NFL. How does it make you feel? What are your thoughts? It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Jay-Z, his partnership with the NFL. What are your thoughts? All right, that's what we're asking. We just opened up the phone lines. Now, if you missed it, we have some audio of Jay-Z talking about his partnership. Let's hear it. I think we've passed kneeling. Yeah, I think it's time to go into uh, actionable items. I think everyone knows what the issue is. And I'm not, again, so to be clear, 
I'm not minimizing that part of it because that has to happen. That's a necessary part of the process. But now we all know what's going on. What are we going to do? How are we going to stop? Because the kneeling was not about a job. It was about injustice. Let me bring attention to injustice. Everyone's saying, how are you going forward? And Cap doesn't have a job. This wasn't about him having a job. Now, everybody wasn't too pleased with this partnership. Jamel Hill actually uh, did a write-up on it. What did she say, Yee? Uh, Jamel Hill did a whole article for The Atlantic, and she talks about, it's called Jay-Z Helped the NFL Banish Colin Kaepernick. Mm -hmm. and I, don't, she, I don't agree with that either. And she said, I assume neither Goodell nor Jay-Z expected to be on the defensive once the NFL announced it would give Rock Nation uh, significant power in choosing the performers for the league's signature events. But she goes on uh, to talk about how he was one of the people that advised Travis Scott not to perform at the Super Bowl. And she said, she talks about why he said he did that because he would be playing second fiddle to Maroon 5. It had nothing to do with Colin Kaepernick, he said. Also, uh, she said, she feels like this is the NFL strategy to absolve itself of what happened to, the, to Colin Kaepernick and throw enough money at social justice causes so players will no longer feel the need to protest. All right, so we're just asking, taking their calls. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Professor Kenny. How y'all doing this morning? What's, What's up, up, Professor, Professor Kenny? Kenny? How's it going this Talk morning, to brother? Me, you a real professor? I'm doing well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm a professor at CCBC. I used to work at Bowie State University, so okay. I'm out in Maryland. Respect to you. I appreciate it. So I wanted to call because we got to realize that protest is for mobilization. It's a vehicle, right? So we have to realize that the vehicle is to get us to the next stage. Yes. And everybody has to know their position as far as their front. So if you're a marcher, you're marching. If you're on the ground, that, we love you for that. We need you. But if you're in the boardroom, we need you too. And that's what Jay's doing. He's, the, he's our seat at the table. We got to take advantage of that. And it's crazy that you're a professor and they listen to you when you say that. But if I say that, then they're like, man, Charlamagne, shut your list, Tony. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you're absolutely right. The protest worked. It raised awareness to an issue, and exactly. because of that awareness, millions of private citizens across America have taken action. We've mobilized, and in order to be successful and sustain any process of meaningful change, both awareness and action are necessary. Well, let's go to one more caller. Hello, who's this? Good morning. Hey, good morning. What's your name? Oh, this is Marcia. Hey, Marcia. And I wonder if it's, oh, I'm so excited, but listen, Charlemagne, yes, you baby. know, you were... Um, instrumental in saying the same thing that JC is repeating um, about saying that um, Kaepernick doesn't have a job, Charlamagne, I love you. But sometimes you must also understand what before you speak, you at least let our people, because um, then you people, you're so instrumental and, you know, influential, I should say, that people hang on to your every word and start repeating these things. So, yes, Charlamagne, you started that. In my opinion, I heard you say that. I started what? I don't even know. <laughs> what did I start? Oh, you had said um, that Kaepernick did not have a job. You had made a statement. I think it was Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, he's black. He, he's blackballed from the NFL. But you hold, hold on, hold on, Mama. Hold on, hold on, Mama. She's a little all over the place. Hello, who's this? Talk to her. What's your name? Oh yeah, my name's Tariq. What's up, Tariq? We're asking your questions uh, on Jay Z partnering up with the with the uh, NFL. I feel a hot take coming. Yeah, man, I, I think, um, honestly, man, I feel like it's a good move um, okay. on Jay-Z. I agree 100%. He right. You know, he been, he been, we've been doing this kneeling thing for, what, two years now? It's like, all right, so now what? What's the next move? You know, and, and Jay-Z put himself in a position of power. You can't have change without power. And nobody nobody wants to acknowledge that. Look what he did with hip-hop. You know, um, so I, I, I definitely don't think Jay-Z got involved in this for the wrong reasons. I feel like he's going to bring change. 
and he, he is in the, he's in the meetings now. He's at the table now. And and now he can bring change. And if so I'm anxious to sit back and see what he's going to do. And if there's anybody that, that that knows how to move in a room full of vultures, it's Hove. Absolutely. NFL shady, it needs to be taken over. All, All right. right. Well, what's the moral of the story? I mean, the moral of the story for me, man, is that, you know, I just think everybody needs to, you know, g- give it a beat, take a moment, breathe. And, and I would say also the protests were never about Cap not having a job. They were about police brutality and social justice. If we need to start a protest to get Cap back in the league, then we possibly should do that. But the original protest to raise awareness to social injustice that Cap started, that worked. And that's an issue close to a lot of players' hearts started by Kaepernick, and now the league wants to do something about it, and Hove is assisting in that. I don't see the problem. All right. Well, keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's up? It's The Breakfast Club. I'm Angela Yee. That's Charlemagne. Yo. Over there, and we have two special guests, and they're very special to me. Naomi Cowan and Debbie Magnum are here with us this morning. Wagwan, brethren. Wagwan, Hey. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? And you guys are both performing at Angela Yee Day, and I'm so excited about it because the women are representing. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And you guys, your styles are both so different, so I love that because it is like, and that's how it should be, though. Like, you guys are super different, and we're going to get more into that. What's so different about them? Well, probably the content of the... <laughs> hey, a married man. But I think we lady. need that. We need, you know, of course we need hey, that diversity. you're making the old man feel good, though. Exactly. So you nasty? Yeah, baby. What they be... Why are you, why are you so nasty? No, because them some of those are raw, raw like meat. Huh? Them some are raw like meat. She's raw like meat. Oh, raw like meat. Got yes. you, got you, yes, got you. Yes, okay. Yes, yes. No, you should use condoms, though. She said Sometime, but beer back. No condom in me. Sometime. Hey That's why I got married, to have uh, guilt-free, unprotected sex. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Now, Naomi's still a virgin, just so y'all know. Oh, oh, yeah. oh my no. God. <laughs> no, Naomi, because I hear that you have the juju. Wow. Do you know what that have the juju. To have the juju? Yeah, juju. Good <laughs> Oh, no, that's voodoo. Juju That's good Yeah, that's like voodoo. No, no, baby. Like Juju. Juju is that gummy, that, that, that you understand inside. You know what jujubes are? Those no. are like, a, it's like a it's Canadian like a, chewy gum. Like jujubes. Yeah. Right. Oh. It's yeah. supposed to be like a little pink so on the I'm an artist. I, I, I talk to the jujunis. Mm-hmm. So you see, you're, you're, you got a and the head jump sometime, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's that juju. <laughs> so uh, me, when I talk and when I sing, I, I please this. <laughs> so when you hear my voice on a track, ooh, you, you know? So you turn yourself on? Yeah, that's why sometimes I she just had to shift right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes, you know what I mean? It's just me and then my whole song, like I said, the voice. So you just start jump out. I know we're start jump nowhere. You know what I mean? I wonder what's going on. It's me. So what you do when jump? Eh? What do you do when you it jump? I don't know what time it is. I just see me, you know, me just look, me find a girl, baby father, because, you know what I mean? You say you just find a girl or somebody baby father? Yeah. I like people, man. I love people, man. Yeah. Yeah, people you might do something movement. to me. What movement? Well, Taking people, man. Why would you want to take oh, somebody, man? I got it. But you don't do that to your friends. Just to No, man. We don't take a so friend, man. So these girl code. Most of the man, them out there are like, they got, a, they got a child. You know, a child's father. Mm. I like kids' dads. <laughs> <laughs> I like kids' dads. <laughs> and then if he act up, I just get another child father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, okay, so let me ask you. Just know, let me ask you, like, sister to sister. Yeah. When you take somebody, man, mm-hmm. is it because you have less responsibility? 
well, in terms that, of the investment of the relationship and developing. That's what I I really it? I don't I don't want that. That's what I, mean, I don't want. But I always wonder, and I'm so happy we're here. To everybody have this different conversation yeah. is more. Yes, to me, you know, Angela. Mm-hmm. People man, turn me on. Mm-hmm. But what turns you on? People man, turn me on. Uh, maybe because she doesn't want to be in a serious relationship. Right. I'm serious in them relationship. I'm turn up in them relationship like. So you, so you don't mind being the other woman is what you're saying? It's not about mine, but as I try to tell people, man, turn my on. Now, what why if he says... Why? 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 Okay, wait, were you that kid in school where because you're like, you want to the person to spend so more? Just a adrenaline rush on me a f***a girl, man. You understand? Oh, my God. You just, what now? Some, just a adrenaline rush. <laughs> so you like, oh, honest, you like honest men? Yeah, you have to tell me if you have a girl oh, okay. or two girls. What if he says, I want to leave her for you? No, I'm not bothered with that, sir. We're not depend on that. You're to fix your life right there, sir. Naomi, what do you think about this? She's because disgusting. Because we heard your music. Yeah, I'm not dis- no, Naomi is disgusting. <laughs> Naomi is No, I mean, no, let me judging. get it from me. No, you, I'm going to lose. Yeah, absolutely. I'm completely <laughs> different in terms of my mindset. I'm just intrigued by what it is because, okay, I kind of think deeper because she just said she gets an adrenaline rush mm-hmm. when you're with somebody's man. So in my head, I'm like, yo, what was she like as a child? Was she that kid who wanted right. a pencil from that person's pencil case? Just because it was there. Because it was somebody else's, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So No, not like that. No, but yeah. No, we, no, all, but, no, we but, all had cousins like that. They want your toys. Yeah, and it's like, but you have the same exact oh, Barbie yes. dog. What is going on? But So I'm just curious as to, because for me, I know I'm not interested in that because maybe I just like, I want long-term, Ray, Ray, Ray. So in my head, I'm like, I don't want somebody who's going to Openly cheat because he's gonna do the same exact thing to me. Me never say right? my cheat. What do you mean? He has his girl, right? Yeah, his woman. Check. Then boom, you like me, and I decide to give you my Jojo. Check. Right. Mm-hmm. It becomes me and you together. No, so that's so, not cheating. Wait, listen, but that is no, not how this works. Listen, what I mean, yeah, he might cheat and I do him thing for she, not me. You can't f an ex girl for me. You no. So no. Listen, you think that if I got a girl and I. You, I ain't gonna f- nobody else. If you but ever that's do it, boy, I'm a buck, yeah. No, but, that, but, no, but I'm saying you cannot expect otherwise. Exactly. Because he literally would repeat the same but behavior. But you don't understand when me I take girl, man, me put them on the man as this juju. Yes, juju. Right, oh, so she's rah. gonna discipline, you're gonna discipline yeah, them. Yeah, man, f- the discipline, boy. You think that f- good, huh? Me not ask. <laughs> Can we have a call in line? Because I feel nah, uh, I need honestly, to know. I need somebody to tweet me right now. Tell me if she really got the no, juju. No, but nah, honestly, uh, I feel as though Wait till I turn tonight, baby. Tell Wax come in, man. I, I got a, I got a uh, mission for him. Time, but guess what? I'm hearing a lot of big talk. When you f*** on me, my f*** will be different. My f*** will be better than the f*** where you put on me. Mm. So you see, at the end of the day, I'm reaching a point where I just know myself, keep my f*** clean, keep it nice, and Jojo. Wax, I need you to take one for the team because we got I somebody in here bragging about her <laughs> So uh, much. Now, Dabby, that's, that's not Jojo. Wax is not your type, is he? What you mean? What you mean? I like him kind of quiet. I'm already over here. I like the man. I like your style. I like him. They call his doodle. She said if you got a girl uh-huh. and you f- her, you can't f- nobody else. Just Listen her, what your I mean, girl baby. and her. I'm just watching his You face. got your girl, right? right? You see me, you like me. Peace. And I decide to give you some of this Jojo s right here. Right. This yeah. is different in a beer because remember you like me, you see what you you see what you like. Yeah. Now me give you the good f- the good right. juju and everything. Right. You're not going to have no space and time to f- 
work on me because guess what? You have she home, yeah, mm-hmm. but you have me. I ain't gonna want me I hear no that. more. I hear that. And then he got so, all his kids. He got to take care of them. Love, so he me, knows me, that. I love the kids. Oh, I, see, she's listen, perfect. Auntie Dovey. That's what I'm saying. Auntie Dovey. Yes, so. <laughs> no, call my best friend. And you cook? You cook I too? I call the kids' best friend. Can you, you cook? cook? Of course. And yet you got pretty toes? Yes. No, I'm a toy. I'm not pretty. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see the toe. Let me see the toe. Oh, you got no, sneakers on. Yes, I'm wrong. Nothing wrong with my toe, but my big toe, them bigger than enough, boy. Oh, that's why I'm here. Yeah. I said, I'm going to a big. Listen, I just want y'all to. And I, and I don't be asking nobody about their sex life, but I just want him to tell me how it is because he's been here talking big I got to take out my glasses and I got to look right in my eye, right? I got you back. All you got to do is look at her Instagram and you go. I ain't got to do all that. You got them crazy eyes. You done cut somebody before. I'm going to go behind your neck. What do you say? I'm going to get in trouble. I'm out of here. No, oh, my God. Listen, though. Like, but for What's real, up? though, the fact that you have a woman in your house or whatever the case is, that you see me and say you like me, whatever I'm doing to you or whatever supposed to can please you not to go like an ex-girl. Yeah, not that's saying right. that's that's a but, then, but then is the reason why a man, is a man cheating only because of what you can do in the bed? No, because my out here son, I do other things, bo. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> what I'm saying is that I think, I mean, you can probably comment, but I would just think that mm-hmm. it is more than what happens in the bedroom that would either keep him or cause him to go yeah, away. Yeah, come here, street girl. At the end of the day, you have enough man of them women in the mm-hmm. house and them don't have no acknowledgement in the street or for even getting. Well, let's see about his acknowledgement. Ask him if he got a girl. You see me have a girl, bo? I have no idea. Yo. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. What? Like, I mean, people what do you want to ask him a question know. he gave you an answer? What do you mean people with you? So you're not playing on that? I'm not married. Uh, I got a bunch of people on layaway, but I'm not married. Jesus, layaway? Yeah, they on layaway. <laughs> what does that so mean? So none of the past here like right away. Uh, unless you marry, you single. Check out the whole interview right now. Yeah. On the Breakfast Club's YouTube channel. Check, 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 check it. Check it, check it.